Bidzy Small Business Society number 41. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisov. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thank you everyone for joining me today on another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am so happy to be joined by one of my oldest, one of my dearest friends, Cody and his wife, Giselle. Now, life can sometimes get in the way of friendship, and I haven't been as close with these guys as I would like to have been over the past few years, but I've always stayed close on social media following their extremely unique journey. Giselle and Cody are a creative, tattooed, goofy, vegan, travel-loving couple who want to share their experiences around the world while doing it in a compassionate and responsible way. They have been traveling the world for the past four and a half years and hope to inspire others to do the same and free themselves from the herd mentality and from other people's expectations. Recently, Giselle and Cody won a contest called Vegan Travels 2016 Around the World. Welcome, Giselle and Cody. Can you first tell us more about yourselves, then about what it is that you do? Hi, thanks. Um, We run an online responsible vegan travel website. Uh, We also have a Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. And what we do is share our experiences traveling around the world um, in a responsible way, meaning we don't um, or we do our best to not exploit the animals and the people. while we're traveling, and we try to encourage others to do the same. Giselle, what you're saying is a little bit broad in scope, so can it you is, narrow yeah. this down for us? What does it really mean to you know, travel in a compassionate and responsible way? Get us into the day-to-day. What does that really mean to travel compassionately and responsibly? For example, um, we were living and traveling in Thailand for quite a while. We were there for about a year and a half. Uh, We also lived at an elephant sanctuary there. And Thailand is very well known for elephant tourism. And a lot of it, I would say the majority of it, um, is uh, exploitative. Uh, There's a lot of elephant shows. Elephants are painting pictures, which really doesn't come naturally to them. People riding elephants, things like that. Um, So... 
because of living at the Elephant Sanctuary for so long, we learned a lot about that. And we try to encourage people, if they're going to go to Thailand, to not ride elephants. Um, it's actually, you know, they, they actually suffer quite a bit. Um, as well as not visiting places like the, uh, there's uh, villages with Burmese women with the um, long rings on their necks. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, and they're, they don't need to wear those rings anymore, but the Thai government actually forces them to do that. It brings money in. Um, tourists come, they visit the village, they take photos. So that's a form of exploitation as well. So it's just uh, a matter of educating ourselves first and then trying to educate others so they do tra travel responsibly. So you're talking about systemic issues that may not change tomorrow, but you're bringing this stuff to light so that people can understand and move toward that change. But let's talk about some of the stuff that you can control, guys. Why vegan? Why vegan? Well, uh, again, uh, while living in Thailand, we were asked to take a 15-hour uh, ride to the border of Thailand and Laos, where we helped to rescue uh, uh, over 2,000 dogs, or actually helped to treat over 2,000 dogs that were rescued from the dog meat trade. It was extremely, extremely, it was an extremely difficult day for us. Heartbreaking, uh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I had, to, I had to leave a few times. It was just, I couldn't handle it. And after that, although we were kind of already on the path to, you know, vegetarianism, veganism, we really made the connection there um, and realizing that really all animals suffer that much. And I mean, honestly, pigs are exponentially smarter than dogs are, but because of, you know, the way we've been raised and dogs are supposed to be pets and cats are supposed to be pets, uh, we see them differently. Um, but that day really killed us and we realized that there's no difference in the suffering of a dog or a pig and we really didn't want to contribute to it anymore. There are many sentient beings on many different levels of sentience, I think, and it seems like culture is the big determinant of how we view that sentience. Is that right? Um, well, it's scientific, really. I mean, sentient. there are sentient beings. If there is sentience, it's not about culture. It's really about science. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, in, in the Western culture, we don't eat dogs. In China or, you know, in certain parts of Asia, they do eat dogs. We eat pigs in, in the West. Who's right and who's wrong? You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of that type of thing. Yeah. And to us, it's just we don't want to kind of we don't want to contribute to any of that. I was just going to say, like, what would you say to someone like me? Like, I've flirted with vegetarianism. I've flirted with veganism. I've sort of studied up on it. I've watched some documentaries. I've, I've read some books. Like, in my home office here, I've got uh, – um, hang on one sec. I've got a book called Eating Animals. I've got a book called Slaughterhouse. Uh, you know, so like, I mean, I feel like I'm fairly well educated when it comes to this stuff, but maybe it's, it's just not enough to convert me. What would you say to somebody like me who's, who's maybe on the fence or just, you know, at that point of being pushed over into, into living that more compassionate life? Well, I think it's, it's a matter of making a connection and I guess how much you really feel about uh, the suffering of animals. And I think it all connects. It's, it's interconnected with the suffering of humans as well. I mean, we went vegan for animals, but we are definitely vegan for the planet. Um, animal agriculture is absolutely destroying the planet. And humans suffer as well. I mean, the amount of people that work at slaughterhouses who are suffering uh, from drugs and uh, like abuse of drugs and alcohol because they literally have to kill 12 hours a day 
when you're slaughtering, when you're killing animals 12 hours a day um, and you suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, that's not something that comes natural. Like a lot of people say, well, killing animals is natural and we've been doing it for so long. You know, lions do it in the wild. That's natural. To us, if you're um, suffering mentally, working at a slaughterhouse, we don't see that as natural. Um, I, it really all depends, you know. I mean, Cody and I, we were born vegan. We we ate meat for a long time, and we didn't stop eating it because we didn't like the way it tasted. We, we stopped eating it because... Oh, we watched Earthlings and we made connections with, you know, goats and cows and they're beautiful, gentle animals. We just, uh, we lose the connection. Like there, there's a, there's a space between seeing the animal that's really beautiful and gentle out in the wild and then what's on your plate. You know, there's a disconnect there. So well, and and even because the way it's it's worded, you know, nobody says that. Oh, hey, how's your cow? When you go to a restaurant, they're they're it's they're very good at disguising that. So, you know, nobody says pig, they say bacon, or nobody says cow, they say beef. Um, so that's another good way at, at really disguising things to, to make it easier for people, I think, to, to eat animals. Yeah. Sure, I think things are presented fairly well and nicely packaged when you enter a grocery store into that particular section, right? Yeah. yeah. Very nicely packaged. And I mean, yeah. even to bring up one of our past travels, and it doesn't have to do with animals, but going to Varanasi in India, uh, to the River Ganges, is, you know, the most, one of the most holiest places in all of India. And they burn the bodies right along the river. So for me, I could just go stand and watch bodies burn all day long. And when you tell people that, they're like shocked and like, wow, that's disgusting. <laughs> but in the West, we're so used to this very sanitized and clean and, you know, just our hidden away. Yeah, hidden. Our comfort level is completely different than overseas. Earthlings is a fantastic documentary, by the way. Yeah, difficult to watch. Now, I want to ask you this. How did you first start traveling? Can you help someone understand, someone who may be sitting in a cubicle right now at their nine-to-five job and, you know, considering making the leap into world travel like the two of you have done, how can they do that? How did you guys make such a bold move? Well, for us, it came down to one moment in our life. Uh, we were supposed to buy a house in Toronto and things fell through and, you know, we just decided, do we really want to spend four or $500,000 on a house and I mean, we enjoyed traveling at that point, but when we decided to buy a house, it's like, okay, I guess we can do the annual Cuba trip or annual Dominican Republic trip. Um, so when the house fell through, I just asked Giselle, do you want to take off and just go traveling? Let's just go see the world. Uh, and she came back and she's like, okay, yeah, let's go for six months. And it's like, okay, well, how about a little bit longer? And so we finally decided on 16 months of travel and... <laughs> It's yeah, a big it's, commitment. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's, a big, it's a big jump from six months <laughs> to 16. So what happened is for us, it was all about setting goals and, and really sticking to those goals. You know, we set a date, February 14th, 2012, let's take off and go traveling the world. So then we decided, okay, we got to stop eating out. We got to stop going to movies. Um, we have to stop buying shoes or DVDs yeah. or, or just, you we know, stop buying stuff we don't need anymore. Yeah. Just don't need it all. Just stop buying consuming. things. <laughs> yeah. Stop consuming. And with that, we saved a ton of money and that was our goal. You know, we just said, if we really want to do this, we need to stick to this. Yeah. So I think if, if there's people out there that really want to do it, you know, don't be scared. Like the world is an incredible, beautiful place. And 
you know, the only way to go and see it is to actually get out there and go and see it. Where exactly are you guys right now? We're in San Jose, Costa Rica. We are house, house and uh, pet sitting for a couple. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit in the pre-interview, but can you tell everyone what is the premise behind your housing on this current trip that you're on? Right now, uh, well, there is a website called trustedhousesitters.com. It's either .com or .org, um, where uh, the people looking for the house sit, like us, have to pay. So we pay annually. I think it's about $100 and $180. Uh, and all around the world, there's like a database, and all around the world, you can look for house sits. And some, most people have um, animals for you to sit. Sometimes it's just a house. So we found a couple in San Jose, Costa Rica, who needed to go away for two weeks. And uh, we sent them, you know, some of our references and our experience with animals. And they were thrilled. So we're here for two weeks while they're away. And we don't pay to stay here. So we save a hell of a lot of money. We do our own groceries and cooking. We get to hang out with three awesome dogs and four cats. So it's, it's a really cool way um, for people who are looking to travel but, you know, don't have a big budget. Uh, it's a really great way to, you know, stay in one spot and kind of get to know the country or the city. Now you're there for two weeks. What's the plan after those two weeks are over? There's really no plan. The only plan we have right now is flying back to Toronto June 2nd. So I guess we're just going to kind of take it easy. We might stay in Costa Rica for a couple extra days, or we might cruise down to Panama and visit Panama for a couple weeks. Um, I guess the other plan is Giselle's mom is coming in. Yeah, uh, that's a big plan. (laughs) Yeah, that is a big Uh, plan. My mom's coming in to meet us. For two weeks, she's coming for her 60th birthday, which is really cool. So she's going to travel around with us for two weeks in Costa Rica. Now, you spoke to it a little bit earlier that you're traveling on a budget, but how are you guys actually surviving out there? So it's been four and a half years, you know, since you left. How are you surviving? How do you like, how do you make money? Well, we started traveling four and a half years ago, but what we do is we end up coming back to Canada every once in a while and maybe working for five months. So usually it's we head back to Saskatchewan. I do construction work, so I'll do construction work for the season. Uh, Giselle's a bartender, so she'll bartend while I'm there. And we save everything that we have, and we just hit the road again and take off traveling. We live pretty minimally, pretty simply. We don't consume a lot. Um, We dumpster dive. We dumpster dive, (laughs) which we have a great blog on that about dumpster diving. It's amazing how much food gets thrown out, really good food. Um, Yeah, we save a lot of our money. We we also have savings. You know, we have a chunk of savings that we don't touch, so it's a little bit of a a cushion for us. Yeah, so we, we come home, work a bit, and then take off again. But, you know, we also have won quite a few contests where we've been able to travel. Uh, we volunteered quite a bit. And, we, you know, like when we were at Elephant Nature Park for six months, we had free room and board while we were working. So that helps a lot. So volunteering is a really good way to stay on the road. Uh, working at hostels is a really great way to stay on the road. You can work at hostels. Sometimes they'll pay you. Sometimes you just pretty much get free room and board. So there's a lot of different ways. You just have to be, you know, resourceful and you have to hack life. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now, can you talk about the last contest that you won and what that really means for your purpose? So the last contest we entered, well, they just announced on last Friday that we won. And it is six months of travel with a company called Vegan Travel and it's vegantravel.com. So they're sending us out for six months to travel and really show uh, a compassionate 
more responsible way to travel the world. Um, showing Congratulations, by the way, you guys. Oh, thank you very thank much. You. It was uh, pretty surreal when we saw that we won. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, if you guys, if you guys can just uh, direct us right now, just plug the video. I mean, I saw the video uh, entry on YouTube, and it was just fantastic. Like produced extremely well. So yeah, go ahead with that, so our listeners can go and take a look at that right now. Yeah. So if you just go to YouTube and type in "Mindful Wanderlust." And if you go to our page, you will see the Vegan Tour Guide of Toronto. And that was the winning entry for us. Absolutely fantastic, you guys. Again, uh, it, was it all produced yourselves? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just all shot on a DSLR, DSLR camera and then just all edited on our computers. If you guys could dive into that even deeper, what does winning that contest really mean to you guys? Obviously, it's more time following your passions. It's more time traveling. But get us into your heads. What does it really feel like and what does what does it really mean? Well, after four years of travel um, and a lot of work, I think a lot of people really think that, oh, you guys are just laying around on the beach and what a great life you have. We work our asses <laughs> off. Um, we are online a lot, you know, trying to keep up to date with our Facebook page and our Twitter and our Instagram and our website. Um, So, and and really trying to reach out to people, um, just, you know, letting them know that it is possible to travel kindly and responsibly. And it's really important because, you know, the environment is not doing so good these days, but to actually win this contest, um, I don't know, we're pretty proud of it. Cody's an amazing filmmaker. Um, well, to be working with Vegan Travel and promoting them is amazing, but they're also wanting to promote us. So we're working together, which is absolutely fabulous. We're hoping to get more followers. We're hoping to get them more followers. And yeah, the whole premise is just to continue traveling. Just, uh, yeah, show people a kinder, more compassionate way of traveling, you know? Again, congratulations, guys. It's truly a great video. And for everybody out there, search Mindful Wanderlust on YouTube to have a quick look. Again, truly a great video. Now, talk more about your website, guys, mindfulwanderlust.com. What can people expect to see on the website and on your blog? We have everything from hiking up volcanoes in El Salvador to vegan food guides in Japan. So pretty much what we do is we just show different destinations through our eyes. Uh, we really want the people or our, we really want our followers and our viewers to feel like they're right along there with us. So you're going to find videos just basically showing what we do when we're in different countries, um, where we eat, you know, what kind of activities we do. You know, it's, it's very important for us to also help spread veganism. So there's a ton of vegan food guides on there from the country of Georgia to the country of Myanmar to Japan to Turkey to Israel to Egypt, pretty much all over the world. So people can go there and they can find great food blogs. They can find different things to do in countries. A few sad blogs about, you know, the truth about elephant tourism, um, a really, really horrible zoo that we... uh, we visited in Bangkok that was is actually located on top of a skyscraper. Well, it's not a skyscraper on the top of a department building. Um, so there's a you know blog about that. So a mixture of everything. We don't want it to be too heavy all the time and sad and depressing. So we try to have a balance between the you know animal animal rights stuff, um, the compassion stuff, and then just like good food and really great travel videos. Beautiful destinations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's at uh, I'm on it right now. It's uh, mindfulwanderlust.com. 
Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Do you lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? Not enough time in your day to produce great podcasts? You need podcastrepairman.com. You record, save, and send. That's it. Podcast Repairman takes care of the rest. From editing so that you sound your absolute best, to producing, which includes a custom intro and outro, to uploading to a host, and finally publishing your podcast to iTunes, Stitcher, and the rest. No matter what you need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com, include the word Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y, in your message and save the $295 setup fee. Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to find a service provider to complete your projects? Are you sick of scrambling on the phone trying to connect with someone who is willing to meet with you to work on your projects? Try Bidzy. Go to bidzy.com, sign up, choose a category, and enter a few details about what you need done. It's free to post projects in any category. Connect with local professionals in such categories as bathroom and kitchen renovation, real estate professional, graphic design, flooring, gym membership, tire sales and service, carpet cleaning, and many, many more. You're notified each time a local professional submits a bid on your project. Choose the bid you like best, and now you've found a local professional to complete your project. Use our rating system to give feedback about the business. Post your projects, sit back, and let local professionals come to you. Sign up and post projects for free at bidsy.com. Now, guys, I want to ask you a couple of questions so that our listeners can learn a little bit more about your personal interests. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> what type of cell phones do you use? <laughs> Whatever the cheapest one is available. We actually, right now, surprisingly, everyone's so surprised about this, we don't travel with a cell phone. What type of car do you drive? We drive a 2001 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yeah, we bought it so that we could have something to cruise around with. Um, that's our work car. And then I have a 2015 Rolls-Royce Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> we actually found it in a dumpster. <laughs> so you guys have been all over the world, but do you have a favorite vacation spot? Thailand. Yeah, Thailand's amazing. Yeah, I, I would say Thailand just because, you know, a lot of people go there for two weeks. They go there for a month. In total, we've been there over 16 months. We lived there. We've traveled there so many times. So we really know Thailand in and out. Uh, even like a city like Bangkok, we know all the cool little spots um, where you're going to find no tourists, just really genuine destinations in the city. So yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. Thailand. Beautiful spot. There's Everything's there and the food is amazing. I'm sure you guys have tasted a ton of culinary treats from around the world, but do you have a favorite food? Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, probably right off the bat, pizza, vegan pizza. <laughs> um, but it, it's crazy because every place we go, we find a new favorite food. We were just in El Salvador and they have pupusas, which is just, what is it again? It's like a... It's made with corn flour. It's like a stuffed corn flour pancake, and it's you can you can stuff it with meat and cheese, but you know we only do beans when we're traveling, and it's actually really good with beans as well. So yeah, you can put just about anything in it, and that's really delicious and cheap. 
cheap, high calorie intake, right? Do you guys have a favorite book? Um, for me, I would say To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't have a favorite book. I'm reading a really great book right now called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And it's, it's a really interesting book about uh, uh, an African-American woman that um, scientists back in the 40s, she was dying of cancer. They actually took her living cells um, from her without her knowing. And they're still alive to this day. They've helped cure all kinds of, cure all kinds of things. And Slaughterhouse, that book you have by Gail Eisnitz. That's another really great book. How extremely over-the-top graphic is that book? Oh, I know. It's funny because I wasn't even <laughs> vegan or vegetarian when I read it. And I was just like, man, this is, this is so crazy. It was uh, my brother's book. And you know, I was like, hey, let me read this. He's like, why? You don't even care. You eat meat, man. I was <laughs> like, well, I'm just going to check it out. And yeah, that book is like... I think that's the one book where it really dives into the lives of animals and people and, people, yeah. and just the, the whole overall industry. I think that is one book that can have a huge impact on, you know, someone like me who may be on the vegetarian or on the vegan fence. So you guys have been introduced to this great podcast called Bidzy Small Business Society. But besides this one, do you have a favorite podcast? I don't know the name of the podcast, but one of our friends, Dave Zawalinski from Australia, he runs a podcast too, which he basically just sends every time it comes out. And his, uh, he's done some work with Funny or Die, so it's more of like a funny comedy podcast. Uh, the stuff he does is, is pretty good as well, but not as good as Bidzy, obviously. <laughs> you guys, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Uh, wow. I'm not a really big competitive person, but I would say I love to win. I compete more with myself than other people. That, that's my answer. I'm, I'm just not a, a big competitive person. I, I love to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about taking that leap, possibly abandoning the nine to five and just following their dreams to really make a positive impact on the world like the two of you have? You know, it's, it's really not as scary as everybody thinks. Um, right before we took off, I walked into my boss's, not even right before, this was seven months before we left, I walked into my boss's uh, office and said, hey, I'm just giving you my notice. I'm going to be quitting. Okay, when are you quitting? February. And he said, well, yeah, that's in seven months. I said, yeah, I know. Okay, well, maybe we can work something out. How long are you leaving for? I said, 16 months. He's like, oh, yeah, we can't work that out. I was like, I know, that's why I'm quitting. So it was, it was just that initial step to really say, okay, yeah, we're actually doing this. But then the fears and concerns that I had were outweighed by the fears and concerns that other people had. You know, uh, guys I worked with, what are you going to do for work when you come home? What about a house? What about a family? You know, what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. And my response was just like, I'm going to live it. I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to go out and live my life. I don't want to be stuck in a warehouse. Um, and in the four and a half years that we have traveled, you know, some of the, like, I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys. And some of those guys are still at the same warehouse. And I'm like, hey, how are things going? Oh, it sucks. I hate it. My life sucks. And I keep on telling them, well, you're the only one that can change that. You're the only person yep. in your life that truly controls your life. So to really take control of your life and head out and see the world, you know what? There's, there's always going to be jobs. You're, most people are always going to have something to fall back on. Mm -hmm. um, I would say it, it is 
easily one of the greatest decisions that that I've ever made in my life to just say, you know what, let's abandon society, what society wants us to do. Let's abandon that. And let's just take off and do what we want to do. But just a tip before doing that, pay off all your debts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does the future look like for you guys? Wow. Our future keeps changing. We, uh, we've left our hearts in Thailand, so we constantly think about possibly moving there. We have some friends who are looking to buy a piece of land and rescue a few elephants, and they've invited us to join them. Uh, so that's a possibility. Um, we were looking into buying a piece of land ourselves, whether in Costa Rica or maybe another place in Central America, uh, along with my mother, and um, moving into a house and open, opening up a little bar um, and maybe a bed and breakfast. And then, you know, the third thought or option is just continue traveling. We, I don't know, I guess it's luck. We, we seem to always have opportunities that uh, pop up, you know, in front of us. Before this contest or before winning the contest, we were just going to go home and, and work, which was fine. We were going to go home to Toronto and Toronto's great in the summertime. We were going to continue traveling after that. But now we have this contest that we won, and I'm sure we'll meet more people, new people as we travel, um, and hopefully continue to grow um, our relationship with vegantravel.com. So I don't know. Our, our futures are pretty open to you know many different possibilities. Well, another thing, too, is I have no future tattooed on my knuckles, and it's, <laughs> it's for that reason. It's, you know, it's for that reason is you know, to always be in the moment. Don't think about the future. You know, the future, it, it's coming no matter what. So I, just, I always try to be in the moment, and we don't really we – we don't plan that much. We don't stress too much about it, yeah. Because anything can happen. I mean, you know, seven months ago if, or if six months ago, if somebody was to say – yeah, you're going to be totally funded to take off traveling for six months. I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we just kind of leave everything really open, very loose in our lives. You guys are truly living authentically and making the most out of those opportunities that have been placed in front of you. And really, it looks like the possibilities are endless. Now, we talked about it before. Everyone's definition of success is different, and it sounds like both internally and externally, you guys have achieved that success for yourself. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for acknowledging that. Um, yeah, success is different for, for everyone, and for me personally, for me, it's about being happy, uh, being, being aware, you know, and, and in the moment most of the time, being happy and even knowing my value. Um, it's not just, you know, it's not just about money and how many things you own and the price of things um it's about living the way exactly the way we want to live and, and we're you know it's hard not to be in the moment when you're traveling the world and seeing different things and meeting people and yeah it's pretty incredible well and, and you know there's there's one thing i always say you know when people are on their deathbed they never say i wish i would have worked more Again, I think the big thing I'm picking up from you guys, you don't necessarily want to be a person of success. You want to be a person of significance. Now, if people want to learn more about you guys and really connect, how can they find you? Just type in Mindful Wanderlust and you'll find all our social medias. You can just type in Mindful Wanderlust on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, or just mindfulwanderlust.com. Guys, thank you so much for allowing us into your world today and joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank hey, you so much. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. 
businesses sign up for your 30-day free trial at bidzy.com thank you for listening to bidzy small business society visit bidzy.com for more information on how to grow your business support bidzy small business society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in itunes Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.